Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Delinquents and Dragons. Um, I hope you're having a great week, because I know I am. Uh, I know that last week I said we were recording with a new mic, but guess what? We recorded that intro literally, like, two minutes ago, and <laughs> this episode is going to be recorded with a new mic, so now the sound quality is going to go up, but you had to wait, like, an extra two weeks for it, so, you know, it's fine. Um, I am Mitch, your delinquent master, and uh, today... We're going to have a grand old time, because this is going to be a long recording session. We're going to have a great time. Uh, I'm Spencer Thompson. I play Casey Wrigley, the tiefling now-revealed bard. Uh, and as Gaslighter extraordinaire, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Casey's fun fact is that he really hasn't lied on the podcast so far. Wow. Interesting. Hmm. I'm not sure if that's the case. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I Shane. Disagree. I'm Croker, known um, gullible individual. Uh, my fun fact is that on the drive over to our recording location today, I heard, I heard, no, not I heard. Spencer said to me, has anyone not dreamt of fucking Mitch Bandy? And I stand by it! <laughs> What? <laughs> it was a joke because uh, Shane misunderstood whenever I was, was saying something and I said the words, uh, we're going to fuck Mitch's plans up. Oh. And then uh, Shane, for some reason, thought I said, uh, we're going to fuck Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Let the record reflect he said none of this in a joking tone. Sure. <laughs> we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> And sticking with the kind of food themed fun facts, because we have a lot of snacks here today. Um, Cherie has never had cheese and does not really know that it exists. What did she think the Cheez-Its were? Yeah, I actually... she, Cherie did not see the Cheez-Its. No, I, I was more curious about like whenever Garrett yelled like che- does anyone have a cheese it? Cherie just Cherie is Or was that a different Was that a one on one conversation with us? I don't remember. I don't remember. Cherie just does not Does not know. Mm-hmm. Does not know. I think we should just take Cherie to like the best No, I, I think that's the goal. So this other than find, Buck of the Star. The fact <laughs> the list of food that Cherie has had is quite small. And very hunter gatherer oh. of her. I mean like I figured. <laughs> we love a cottage food. Right. <laughs> right. Scavenging queen. Because Kajko bitches need their cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and they need their lactate too. <laughs> um, hello. I'm Josh. I play Mushu. Um, fun fact. Oh, I forgot what it was. <laughs> I was thinking about it and we started talking about cheese. Uh, <laughs> What's Mushu's? Oh, I remember. Wait, what? I was going to ask about cheese, but go. Oh. <laughs> Fun fact, Mushu, our lovable snake boy, is a neurodivergent king. <laughs> and so, Mushu has, you could call it a quirk, I guess. Um, he falls into accents really easily. Good or bad, it doesn't matter. That's not, that is, that's, that's not important, mind your business. But, I'm surprised he hasn't mirrored KC at this point. Oh, you, he has. <laughs> <laughs> not to your face. <laughs> Like Mushu, like Mushu. It's really Mushu talks to himself a lot, and it happens. But sometimes he forgets the witnesses, right? <laughs> it just slips. <laughs> I love that. Um, I'm Jesslyn. I'm playing Garrett Smith Buchanan. 
Um, Garrett, fun fact, um, his parents are distant relatives of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Uh, Jessen has, <laughs> listen, Jessen has had that on lock for like weeks, and I've been sitting on that fact. I, what's worse is none of us know who Kevin Bacon is. No, no, no. God no. knows. Garrett, Garrett, Garrett like monologued about movies forever, so oh. you've probably heard of Kevin Bacon. We, uh, well, that is if Garrett like explicitly said actor names and not character names. Okay, if Garrett's aware that they're just in relative. Kevin Bacon. Okay, yeah, I definitely mentioned it. But I mean, Garrett can't live off his nepotism anymore. I know he's <laughs> in the past. Oh god. Oh, the Bearhawk. Uh, okay. I guess we'll just move right on into the episode. Yeah, let's go. All right. So when we last left off, we had just. Begun some trauma and Secrets five magic items. <laughs> five magic items had appeared, and I want you to, guys to do what you want. <laughs> so, uh, I believe I owe you all an explanation. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Oui. <laughs> he acknowledges that Betty is not saying anything. Uh, and he puts back on his brooch, and nothing happens right now. This brooch is a glamour. It was made for me a long time ago to make me appear as a high elf when I smile. Only when I smile. You've been smiling this whole time? Yes. What? You know what? <laughs> now, that you, now that you say it, that cannot be healthy. Your face hurt? <laughs> if you really want to know the answer after 150 years of doing it, not as much. Did you just get stuck? It's what do you mean get stuck? Like did your face like smiling so much, dude, like you just get stuck because like that didn't happen. That can't happen. Are you sure? It can't happen to me. Yes, I understand it's a long time. I lived it. It's not great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, we accepted it. <laughs> your business. <laughs> But why? Oh, well, I mean, yeah. Uh, well, that's a long story, but... Make it short. Friends dead. Is that short enough? Friends dead still does not explain why. Were you supposed to be dead? Is this survivor's And don't make it... Don't make it existential. Just tell me if you were supposed to die and now you are being hunted. I'm not being hunted as far as I know. I'm not concealing my tiefling hood as a means of hiding that I am a tiefling. Uh, but I do believe I should have died. But you also said not to get existential, so I'm not quite sure how to do that without getting existential. I'm wondering if it was someone's intention for you to die. Very possibly. Is that why you're hiding? I'm not hiding. So what were you doing? You know how I'm uh, Garrett. You know because I told you. Does everyone know about what happened in my circus? Yeah. I live in the woods. I was around snake people forever. See, the thing is, I thought I went to New York, but 
I, I suppose you might not have gone to one of the shows. You know what? I guess we just weren't on the same. I just streets. wasn't streets adjacent. You weren't on streets adjacent. You're like that's on me. That's on me. Lateral or something. But. Streets perpendicular. I am. I am using all of this. Is not going to be like some sort of like theoretical like ah uh, yeah I'm streets adjacent this is actually going to be like an area <laughs> no, of New York expected. where it's like yeah. you've got streets and then you got streets adjacent like one block down yeah, yeah. <laughs> kitchen of yeah. course of course obviously streets kitchen you know <laughs> my circus Betty's from kitchen adjacent oh <laughs> I see terrible okay. my circus was burned down oh no I believe intentionally because they wanted to get to you specifically? Not me specifically. Were they jealous of your circus's success? I think it's more of what my circus represented. Racist. <gasps> what? what? I meant racist or, or oh. burning down your circus. Yes, effectively. Oh. Not that you're racist. My circus was made so that people who were considered freaks by society would have somewhere to show their talents. You know, this is sounding a lot like the greatest show. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Like what? Who's the greatest showman? Uh, last that, time that we got, told you last time that. we got one this. It lasted oh, a very yes, long yes. time, so I don't think we can do this again. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, you did something. And yes. yeah, and he explains like the fire thing, but the reason why I'm appearing as an elf is a matter of penance. I promised them with my last words, with to them, that I wouldn't be myself when I was happy until they were all put to rest. Was that just dark? Did you say that as you were running out of the fire? I was not running out of the fire. I had to watch it. Did you scream that into the fire? No. Long story short, Spell allowed them to contact me to let me know there was a fire. And the spell allowed me to send a message back. Oh. So I did. So, so you meant it literally and not metaphorically because I had to watch it as Could you hear the high elf. Oh. I had to smile at my friend's death. Wow. Because if they were killing me if they were killing them because they were racists then they would have gone after me as a tiefling. Ah. So this happened 150 years ago. This happened 25, not 25. This happened months ago. Wait, I thought you were. You said you've been. You said you've had this for 150 years. The glamour I've had for 150 Wait, years. Okay, why were you pretending to be an elf beforehand? Why? Be why? In in that is upset. To to protect yourself from racists. Meanwhile, we've been walking around this entire time. We've we've. We've seen so much stuff. We saw the racist doctor and the maybe racist sheriff. I don't know, but he had the accent. <laughs> and you wouldn't show yourself while you were happy? You ha So you're just pretending to be happy so that you can look like it. None of this makes sense. None of this makes any sense. Nothing that you've said up until now. And I don't mean the past five minutes while you're explaining this. <laughs> Nothing that you've said makes sense. 
Betty does have a good point. In a group such as this, we are very diverse. I recognize that. However, you do have your own experiences. And far be it from me, in my little snaky ways, to try to out you. Ah! <laughs> I appreciate that, Mushu. Yes. Mushu. <laughs> I, that is me. <laughs> I understand the poetic narrative of all this, but at the end of the day, we're all walking around looking like ourselves, even if we don't want to be. And I don't think that this promise you made to your friends while they heard it, I don't know if that's what they wanted you to keep, if they wanted you to keep it. Wow, Garrett, that was very deep. And if, I'd rather talk to them about... I'd rather hear that from their voice than yours, with all due respect, Garrett. I understand. But I think you need to listen to yourself and not put your words into their mouths. And I'll consider that. Does this mean you have been happy the entire time you will lose us? Yes. Even when you kill people? That was as oh. a matter. That was not that. That was as a matter. He, he did have the eyes happen, but that wasn't fucked up. That was incredibly fucked up, and I realized that was protective instincts for myself and for you all. I've already lost one group of friends, and I don't want to lose another. So we're friends. I thought that we were, but I would not want to put your words in your. I would not want to put my words in your mouth. Let the record reflect that me, Shane, is currently munching on pretzels. Betty, Betty, meanwhile, is picking up like crickets from the ground and like. It's a weird mix between the chirping and the crunching. Beautiful. Jeez. There's a metaphor in there somewhere. <laughs> so, does this mean you're not going to use the glamour anymore? Or are you, like, just telling us this and we're just going to go back to the old ways? That's a good way of saying When I'm with you all, and only you all. I will show myself. Yeah, but it's been like that for a while now. I respect you, Casey, and I think that whatever you're going through is valid. And, um, I just want you to be yourself. And I know it's not coming. And I don't know why you would continue to keep up the charade if you feel like you've accomplished what you said you would accomplish and you'd let it go. I haven't accomplished it yet. This urn is still half full. Where do we need to go? I produced a list of places. <laughs> and, like, it with names each attached. This is everywhere. Let's do it then. 
Can, can we get like more explanation? Like how many places on the list? Were kind of this is all over America. All okay. The whole anywhere on the way. Like I mean, I I don't know what the list is because Mitch has yet to produce me a list of like locations that I need to go to. That's that that's my job. There's bound to be one. I'm going to say that one is in Twin Falls, Idaho. I sure hope none of them were in Spokane, Washington, because we just left them there. <laughs> there aren't any. Tween Falls. Tween Falls. Tween. Yes. Then. I don't like that. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, it's bad. This is like a reproduction of the show from Sunny with a Chance, you know? What's it called? Like McKinsey Falls? Yes, McKinsey Falls. <laughs> Tween Falls, Utaho. (laughs) (laughs) But as for why I'm keeping this up, I suppose old habits. Die hard. My favorite Christmas movie. Die. And like uh, the violin case that I have, I just kind of like put a hand on it. But yeah. The violin case holds a gun. <laughs> I have pulled the violin out already. I know. What? Maybe you're an artificer. We don't know. Yeah. A lot of things we don't know about you, Casey. Yeah. You know most everything. Apparently, you're a teacher. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Figure that out. Should we perhaps move away from the creepy ghost house? No, that'd yeah, be very. That's good the idea. most like unsettling thing in our presence, right? That's true. Can we? Have we left that yet? No. Uh, it's still in your back rearview mirror. Uh, and as you turn around, you can see uh, Casey's <laughs> jacket that he left, and is hanging on the on the little wall. I said I picked it up. Did you pick it up? Yeah. Okay, whatever. There's a sheet that's the hanging ghost. out. I don't know. There, there, yeah, there's a ghost standing on the fucking patio, waving at you. <laughs> uh, uh, I suppose we grab these boxes of things as well that appeared with us. Sure. Yeah, and we're just gonna move a little further down the line. All right. Or at least out of view of the house. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. Can't say it doesn't exist. <laughs> Fantastic. It exists like okay. 300 years in the future, either way. So. Yeah, whatever weird way it exists. Yeah. You guys move about, I don't know, like, let's say, like, five miles down a little bit, um, where you're fairly certain that the ghost house cannot get you anymore. Um, the fog is gone. The fog is gone. Uh, Did the fog, like, dissipate? The fog dissipated once you guys, like, were out of the house. Um, but, uh, so now, like, you can hear the birds chirping, forest noises again as you walk through. Um, everything seems pretty normal. Um, and you've got these, like, five boxes in your hands as you walk down. So you walk about, like, five miles, uh, and set down where you're pretty sure the ghost can't get you anymore. And, yeah. Well, uh, crack her open. Yeah, to put it lightly. First, those ghosts. Uh, Betty? I have order. What did you get, Betty? <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to roll a d6 minus 1, and we'll see. So, fine. So, you open the fifth box, uh, and you find the Quiver of Alona. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but... What does it spell like? A-E-H-L-O-N-N-A. Uh, yeah, Ilona, I think. Ilona. So this, um, this, well, I, 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 
guess I could tell you, are you going to use the identify spell after each thing, or you want to use it after each particular one? I, I, just whatever would be easiest. I'm okay. using the identify spell on all of it. Yeah, so we'll do it all at the end, and I can just say it in one rapid go. But So you pull out what looks like a quiver, and there's three little pockets in it. Um, one that looks short, one that looks kind of medium length, and one that looks really long. So yeah. Um, and then if we're going to go in alphabetical order, <laughs> that's, uh, I think Shetty is up next. Mm. So. Cherie picks the box that looks most appealing. Okay. So you open the third box, and in the third box you find a decanter. Let me make uh, sure. Not the decanter. <laughs> I think I know what this is. But. So it's a stoppered flask. Um. I'm going to say it's probably made out of um, like leather, like a water flask or a water skin. Um, and so you pick it up and you can like, you can feel that there's like water in it. It sounds like there's water in it and it weighs uh, a little, it weighs like two pounds. So you're good. Um, it's pretty, pretty easy. But yeah. Garrett would be next if we're going with first thing. Yep. Garrett, you're going to open. Um, so you open. It's <laughs> an animal. Um, you open a, the third box or the fourth box and you find a flat iron rod that has a button on an end, on one of the ends. What uh, about this? <laughs> what is it? So, uh, you, it, that's, that's pretty much what it looks like. That's, that's what it is. That's what you get from You us. just gave the most horrifying item for Jessalyn to have. <laughs> what is it? I, I suppose I'm next. Yeah. So you open the first one. So yours, you open it and you find a tan bag, like a tan drawstring bag. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's, it's made from like, um, made from cloth and stuff like that. Um, but that's about all you, that's about all you can tell from just that, um, from seeing it. It seems, it feels like there's something in there when you like rustle it around, but. Last but certainly not least is Mushu. It's my turn. And Mushu is going to open up the second box. So you open it up and you see a robe. You see, you pull out a robe. It's kind of a brown robe, brown slash black robe. And it. We're going to call it black. We're going to call it black, yeah. Just for Mushu. One second. Okay, so it has um, so it has twenty four patches on it. Oh wow! Oh, um, and so you can determine more of those patches as you go. But yeah. uh, I know what it is. Yeah, I'm. Well, I mean, Casey does. Cherie has no tissue. So, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna like sit down and start my ritual of identify to identify all six up. All right. So. We'll go from top to bottom real quick. So what you've identified, um, so your tan bag that you, you have is a tan bag of tricks. 
So this ordinary bag made from gray, gray rust or tan cloth appears empty. Reaching inside the bag, however, reveals the presence of a small fuzzy object, and the bag weighs half a pound. You can use an action to pull the fuzzy object from the bag and throw it up to 20 feet. When the object lands, it transforms a into a creature you determine by rolling a d8 and consulting the table that corresponds to the bag's color. The creature is friendly to the creature vanishes at the next dawn or when it is reduced to zero hit points. The creature is friendly to you and your companions, and it acts on your turn. You can use a bonus action to command how the creature moves and what action it takes on its next turn, or to give it general orders, such as to attack your enemies. In the absence of such orders, the creature acts in a fashion appropriate to its nature. Once three fuzzy, fuzzy objects have been pulled from the bag, the bag, the bag can't be used again until the next dawn. Okay, and this is the tan bag of tricks? Mm -hmm. Oh god, this is fun. So it can either be a jackal, an ape, a baboon, an axe beak, a black bear, a giant weasel, a giant hyena, or a tiger. Ooh. Giant weasel? Black bear. <laughs> yeah. That's like my favorite animal. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, I love black bears. Awesome. I love, dude, okay, I'm going to rant about black bears for 15 seconds. Go. Like black bears? Shane science black bears? No, not science-based at all. Bear facts. This is just, this <laughs> is just the truth. Black bears are friendship. They are. They also have crippling social anxiety. Oh, maybe. That is all. Okay. The black bears are you. <laughs> Let the record reflect I'm now eating Twizzlers. Sarcastically. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, the next one that we've got is the robe of useful items. The robe, the robe has cloth patches of various shapes and colors covering it. While wearing the robe, you can use an action to detach one of the patches, causing it to become the object or creature it represents. Once the, last, once the last patch is removed, the robe becomes an ordinary garment. And so I'm going to have you inspect it whenever you like get to it, and I'll tell you what it has on it. Yeah, but um, because I'm yeah. everybody, uh, whenever like you're thinking now, excuse manage inventory to add your item. Mm -hmm. um, third one, which I think Rose pulled. Yes. The decanter. Mm -hmm. You have the decanter of endless water. So, this stoppered flash sloshes when shaken as if it contains water. You can use an action to remove the stopper and speak one of the three command words, whereupon an amount of fresh water or salt water, your choice, pours out of the flask. The water stops pouring out at the start of your next turn. Choose from the following options. Stream produces one gallon of water. Fountain produces five gallons of water. Or geyser produces 30 gallons of water that gushes forth in a geyser 30 feet long and 1 foot wide. As a bonus action while holding the decanter, you can aim the geyser at a creature you can see within 30 feet of you. The target must succeed on a DC 13 strength saving throw or take 1d4 bludgeoning damage and fall prone. Instead of a creature, you can target an object that isn't being worn or carried and that weighs no more than 200 pounds. This object is either knocked over or pushed up to 15 feet away from you. I don't think you know what you've just given. Yeah. <laughs> also, just for flavor, uh, Casey has fit the uh, bag of tricks into his hat. Oh, I love that. You've sewn it into your hat. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh, a magician. Well, I mean, also, my magic comes out of my hat, so, like, everyone. Wait, what? Yeah. That's my arcane focus. Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, I just haven't really cast any spells out of my hat. Okay. Um, Garrett, what you have pulled is the immovable rod. 
This flat iron rod has a button on one end. You can use an action to press the button, which causes the rod to become magically fixed in one place. Until you or another creature uses an action to push the button again, the rod doesn't move, even if it is defying gravity. The rod can hold up to 8,000 pounds of weight. More weight causes the rod to deactivate and fall. A creature can use an, an action to make a DC 30 strength check, moving the fixed rod up to 10 feet on a success. All right. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> this is what's scaring me. <laughs> Garrett with the immovable rod is just a horrifying combo. What, what does that even mean? It means that like when you put it, it when you hold it, you can hold it out and you can press the button and then let go it and it'll just floats. stay there. And, and it you can't move <laughs> until why, you press the button. Why again. is that dangerous? Because of what you can do with you that. Can you can do anything with it. Have you ever played? You can like pin someone in place. You could like potentially if somebody is up against the wall, you, you could put like check. that. And like oh, have it on their so neck, nice. and then they they're like held up by their neck, by their chin on the immovable rod. What are their anus? You could also like if somebody's like if a car is coming at you or a chariot, you could like put the rod out in front of you and press it, and yeah, then it would crash into it, and it would crash into the rod, and the rod wouldn't move. Yeah, it, because it can hold eight thousand pounds. Mm. Wow, dude. So it can't hold your mom. Oh, oh. <laughs> they did, they did, for the record. Oh my gosh. Um, and last but not least, what Betty pulled is the Quiver of Alona. Um, each of the Quiver's three compartments connects to an extra-dimensional space that allows the Quiver to hold numerous items while never weighing more than two pounds. Oh. The shortest compartment can hold up to 60 arrows, bolts, or similar objects. The mid-sized compartment holds up to 18 javelins or similar objects. The longest compartment holds up to six long objects, such as bows, quarterstaffs, or spears. You can draw any item from the, qu the Quiver contains as if doing so from a regular Quiver or scabbard. That's insane. I made sure to pick all uncommon magical items because you guys don't deserve anything else. Um, <laughs> and some of them are much different than others. I mean, like that how you treat us determines how we treat you, right? Yes, that's why I'm very Does nice. Does Casey also know this? Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, robe. Robe. Okay, so your robe of useful items has two dagger patches, two bullseye lantern patches, which are filled and lit, uh, two steel mirror patches, two ten-foot pole patches, two hemp and rope patches, which are 50 feet, uh, two, two sack patches, uh, a wooden ladder patch, which is 24 feet long, a bag of 100 gold pieces patch, ten gems worth 100 gold pieces each patch, uh, a portable ram patch, a pit Patch, which uh, is a cube on ten feet side, ten feet on each side, which can, you can place on the ground within ten feet of you. Um, it has a silver coffer patch, which is a foot long, six inches wide and deep, and worth five hundred gold points. It has two mastiffs uh, as a patch. It has a window patch, which is two feet by four feet and up to two feet deep, which you can place on a vertical surface. It has uh, that you can reach. It has a riding horse with saddlebags patch. It has two patches for potions of healing, which gives you four if you pull them off. It has a spell scroll patch containing one spell of first to third level, and a potion. And yes, and that's it. That's it. You catch all that? You catch all that? I can give it to you in a bit. There will be a pop quiz. There will be a pop quiz, and if you don't get it right, I am. Lose your dice. Yeah. <laughs> well, nice knowing you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Was that. Okay, yeah. So that's what you've got, and so you've now got a thing. You've got a robe of a lot of patches. Um, <laughs> Is it fashionable to use? 
It's black. The catches are red and the stitching's red and it's so And there's cool. some green lining to match with your entire <gasps> Oh my goodness, it's perfect. <laughs> we all have a little red and green theme going on. Yeah. We were discussing this like a few weeks ago. Oh, oh, oh. Everyone has Christmas at least red time. or green. You guys are Santa Claus. That's oh the thing. Oh my god, we got a Christmas episode. Wait, is this a we have one? to have a Christmas episode. But then again, like, we already established that Christianity doesn't exist, so it has to be, like, winter solstice. The winter solstice. Maybe Garrett introduces us to Christmas. What do they do in Taz? It's like... I don't watch enough to tell you. (laughs) What is Taz? At the Adventure Zone. Uh, Arrivals. I'm kidding. No, we are not big enough for that. Never. Uh, Candlelight. Candle Nights. Yes. They call it Candle Nights. It's like they're... Amorphous holiday. I think we should just go full Chronicles of Narnia and be like, nah, oh. Santa Claus exists. Santa Claus is real. It's we, we have Aslan and he's actually Jesus. <laughs> you you throw something out of your bag and it's Aslan. I don't think I can do a lion, but I can do a tiger. Oh. This kind of a a bear? A lion? A tiger? I can do a bear Aslan. The tiger's just a lion with strengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, would we consider a jackal to be a lion? Oh. <laughs> uh, on the Easter episode, oh, Garrett explains jackals are life dogs. That's gonna be very confusing for Casey, who knows a Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, the one, who, the the mystic. Or? Yeah, he he was the basically he was a fortune teller, uh, but he could also see ghosts. Oh, that guy. Yes, Jesus. Yeah. That dude. <laughs> Six cents worth of Yeah, so wait, yeah. are we recording? Yeah. Right now? Yes, we're yes. recording. Oh. <laughs> I might just, I'm gonna cut that portion. Everybody clap. Okay, um, so yes, you have a robe now. I'm not entirely certain where we cut from. But uh, I mean, like, yeah. My robe has patches and it's black and green and red. I'm gonna get all, like, the description of the patches and then. Fantastic. Sorry, we, we went on way too many tangents. Yep. <laughs> but we're back. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so yeah. now you are five miles away from the ghost house, moving down the road towards the border, I guess. Mm-hmm. And what do y'all want to do as you move along? What time of day is it? It's yeah, around, uh, I'd say, probably noon to one o'clock. Okay, so it's midday. Yeah, it's midday. Uh, Casey feels a little uneasy being in the middle of the day showing, but he's trying his best. And yeah. Mushu notes Casey's unease and also notes Casey's attempts. That's not the right word. That sounds condescending. <laughs> um, that's the only word I can think of right now. It'll have to work. Yes. Oh, that. Oh, a better way to say it. I remember. Mushu notes and appreciates Casey's struggle. That's. Yeah, whatever. The you effort. understand. The effort. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Oh. oh Not Mushu God. being double classing as a therapist, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Just like Garrett. I am a monk, okay? <laughs> a way of the shadow monk. A oh, monk. Also, we all got subclasses. Way of oh, yeah. the streets, monk. Way of exactly. the, way of the streets adjacent. Way of the streets, streets adjacent. adjacent. Let's well, go. You know, at streets adjacent, we also had to learn the way of the streets. Oh, yes. You know, because... You're adjacent. <laughs> exactly. Communication and all of that type. Mm-hmm. So, Cherie is going to kind of stop and take a look around to see if there's any sort of, like, mushrooms or food around because she's getting a little hungry. It might be time to stop for lunch. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just like, I do have some rations if you'd like them. 
Shirvi continues to look and Fair. says nothing. Um, Tashir Kesiak Garrett summons Prestidigation. Prestidigation. Makes a little tiny doja tabaxi appear. And she goes, breakfast, luncheon, gin and juice. Sharif <laughs> stares at it as though he has never seen anything no, I'm also, that looks like that before. I'm just like, uh, I don't know whether to be impressed or terrified. Since when do you use Wait, magic, Garrett? Should I roll I just the, figured it nature, out. Nature, survival, to try and find some food in the world. Uh, survival. Uh, that's an eight. <laughs> um, you find a squirrel. One single squirrel. Oh, question. Yes. Is it possible to use animal friendship to summon snakes and have them go hunt for us? That's ingenious. I think so. Okay. Mushu would like to... Just get the snakes out of the snake suit. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we forgot about the snake suit. Uh, okay. Mushu would like to... Well, can the snakes use their little snaky senses through the snake? I guess if they have to operate it. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's snakes in a mech suit. That's true. But that's loud. <laughs> Mushu directs the snakes from the snake suit to exit the snake suit. So now it's just a mech suit. Regular mech suit. Falls apart. <laughs> Falls apart. And to Michael go... Buble takes this opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eyeing Michael Buble. And, and directs them... Oh, I feel like a conductor. Directs them to go hunt for food that can be eaten with lunch. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so, like, uh, would the snakes have to roll survival? <laughs> oh, would I roll survival for the snakes? Um, I'll let you roll survival with advantage, is what I'm going to do. I'm so also... Uh, roll 2d20 no. and then take the bigger number. Okay, I'll... That's it. I'll just roll it. 18, 13? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And a 14. Oh, so 14 plus whatever your survival is. Yeah, what's your... 14 Plus two, 16. 16. Okay, so you managed to go and find a... How do I describe this? A, a, you, you go and find, like, a large... Uh, or the, the snake. The horde of snakes brings down a big, like, buck out in the woods. And, like, you, you see them, like, dragging it back. Yes. <laughs> Just, like... I wasn't sure that was going to work, but that was much more than I ever could have expected. Cherie stares as the squirrel runs away. <laughs> I love that you have a an item that would allow you to summon animals. None them, <laughs> no, none of them are like edible. I mean, everything's edible. edible. Okay, I'm not eating bear. <laughs> really? Because aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. 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 Snakes were out um, getting. Uh, Garrett, I'd like you to make a perception check for me. Okay. 12. 12 plus what? Was it 12 on the dice or 12 plus your. Uh, that perception? was 12 on the dice. 12 on the dice plus. Is that an issue? The perception. perception plus 2 is. Uh, 14. 14, yeah. What is this A next to it? Oh, he, it's advantage on perception rolls? Uh, probably involving yeah. smell. 
Oh, well, no, that's... Oh, okay. Um, anyway, um, so you don't notice it, but Michael Buble has snuck out of his little pouch, and he's... He, he's For the record, I said I was eyeing him. Yes, well, you can make a perception check with advantage, too, if you want. Yes. Wait, have the snakes not gone back? Uh, that's, to okay, so my first one is a 16. They're still dragging. And that's a 14. Okay, so the 16 matches um, his stealth roll. So I don't know if that's to you or to him. How far away? Whichever one you want to go with. Um, I think it'll be more fun if if you don't see it. <laughs> so as you are like as you're like eyeing Michael, you you hear like the the rustling of like the snakes bringing back this gigantic deer, and you kind of like flick your eyes away to like look at it for a second. And in that time, Michael has jumped out of his little pouch, uh, like shimmy down Garrett and back into his little mech suit, and you just hear it kind of like powering up. I draw my rapier and I'm like, "We've already tried this once, Ratman." Can I roll stuff? <laughs> yeah, sure. Michael Buble over here is like, I just, I want it to be tall again. And I, I sheath. I wanted my own feet. I rolled a thirteen. Okay. What do you want? What What are you rolling I'm against? I'm trying to sneak up behind the mech suit. Uh, that's a three on perception. So you can if you want to. I'm going to. Cherie's going to put her hand. On the mech suit and say, I'm gonna zap you again. No, 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 no. Go back. Who's the editor? I can help in the mech suit. You've been not utilizing the mech suit at all. You see people use it to feel into? You tried to kill us with it, like, what, two months ago? We're still earning trust. That was the very go back first to your elephant for now, man. and we will. Yes. Go back to the elephant, and we will think about it. You haven't even really you been can, a team player. If you I have not had a chance. I'm a rat in a well. I'm a rat in a party of big people. If, well, you're, yeah. if you're feeling stifled, you can go right on his shoulder for a while. That's true. You can stretch your, your legs. Own. Walk around on his shoulder. Then you'll feel tall and use your own. Legs. One second. I'm gonna make an insight check on Michael. Okay. No. <laughs> you can't tell. To you. He seems utterly sincere that all he wants to do is help. I, I mean, like, I do, like... Can I also make an insight Yeah, check? you absolutely can. That would be your d12. You oh, you roll a d12, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Josh just got a new dice. Oh, well, I That's see. it. Okay. Oh. 17 plus... Four, yeah, plus four. Oh my gosh, that's a twenty! Wow, you have a really good insight. Um, so you can tell. I have expertise in insight. <laughs> so um, Michael Buble, he really does like feel like he's just been kind of freeloading off of y'all. He gets like a, to travel and he gets like some good companions, but he does feel like he hasn't actually done anything. Um, does Michael want to change a part? No, like I. I make eye contact with you because we both got the same, like, result from our insight. I'm like, should we give him a chance? I believe more freedom might be in order. However, the operation of a whole suit might be a stretch. Should we give him, like, Power Rangers rules? This is, like, Spencer, uh, but, like, should we give him, like, head rules and then the snakes cover the other body parts? Well, I want the snakes in there and, like, load up, like, Voltron. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> But the snakes travel with it. Do the snakes have access to Michael? Uh, 
Michael, Michael, like all of the controls for the for the robot are in the head, and that's where Michael sits. That's what I was figuring. So he can like move everything around. Okay. What about uh, my swarm of insects? <laughs> there is what a swarm is, of insects. I know. I have control over a swarm of insects now. What are your insects? Yeah. Bees. That's a good question. I would love it. That's a good question. I would. I would like to. I would like to. Please. I don't want them to know exactly what it is. Okay. Well, that's good. I'll let you know. Cherie is going to roll to start a fire. Okay. Webby survival. Oh yeah. Wait. Why? Why are you starting a fire? Is the rat in the suit? The rat is in the suit. Yes. Um. So where am I sneaking? Damn. They can I mean, follow on your arms or shoulders or wherever you want them. There's another eight. I can have a constant snake belt. Yeah. yeah if you'd like. <laughs> or snarf. Ouroboros. Snarf. snarf. Snake scarf. A snake scarf. Oh. Or I can like just have them. Snake choker. Up. Snake choker. Snake I can have them so linking up like in a little I X like across that. my torso. So can my insects Everybody get out? You. Yeah, they can. I don't know what what would help about it, but yeah, they could. Well, in that case, I would like them to pick up Michael Bublé and remove him from the snack suit. Michael Bublé is feeling he he gets he he starts to like he he struggles against it, and he's like he. <laughs> It's creating more emotional trauma for him at this point. I don't um, want to create more turmoil with Here, I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to walk like, up. No, 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 no. no! <laughs> I'm going to like walk up and I'm going to pick up Michael from the hands of the mech suit and I'm like, "Okay. I'm trusting you out of necessity, not out of personal option at this point." Yeah, all right, boy. I can understand. If you betray us, he, I will personally salute with his tiny little rat hands. hand. Have I made myself clear? Yes. He I salutes with his Michael. tiny rat hand. Thank you, Garrett. The snakes are just like... And Mushu will make you uh, the snake's meal. That will also be on the table. Oh. It would, you, the table, you would be really. on the table. <laughs> for the snakes. Oh, no. It'd really only take one. But there are multiple. Okay. While this is going on, Sheree is unsuccessfully trying to start a fire. <laughs> I rolled an eight. Oh no. Sheree recently learned what fire is. I'm going to like. I, I see uh, Sheree struggling, and I'm going to like. Out of my hat, I reach in and I pull out a little balloon that I tie into a tiny balloon animal to float over to you, and that's bardic inspiration. It's also incorporeal, so you can't like touch it. I have a whole torch in my backpack. Yeah. <laughs> Sheree attempts to eat the balloon animal, but that one's part of it. So, what is it? Uh, yeah, it's a d6 right now, but because you're going to use it on an ability check, because I'm a creation bard, you get advantage on specifically Ooh. the bardic inspiration back. Oh, okay. So I rolled a 6 on my bardic, so I had an 8 with my addition. 6! I mean, I guess we're yeah. 6 again! <laughs> so, so, 14. Fourteen to start this little fire. Does Sheree start the fire? Yes. So you you start the fire. Sorry, I was not paying attention. Um, eyes go wide, just absolutely mad. <laughs> so like, Sheree is enthralled. Yeah. Uh, Casey's forcing himself not to smile because of the rules of the glamour, but he's like. Yeah, he's got the <laughs> white people passing another white person face. 
person, no, white person passing a person of color. Oh, that too. Oh, that too. That's the one. That's just the, it's it's just the like it's the dad that's like proud, but he doesn't want to like show his like emotions face. Constipated Good job, soft son. smile. Constipated soft smile. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm back back to. Uh, well, yes, that. But I'm also like back to uh, Michael Bublé, and I'm like Mushu, Better, hmm. Garrett, yeah, Shay. Ah. Votes. We're going to vote now. Should Michael have control of the mech suit with our permission? No. Um, I hold wholeheartedly. I am a a a y e. I will. Sharice is there trying to decipher what the fuck Garrett just said. Garrett's a yes. Sharice. Sharice turns away from the fire for a second and goes, sure. That's two yeses. He gives a rat in the next suit. Yeah. Mushu? Mushu looks into the fire, contemplating and waves his hand in a. One of those In affirm- affirmation, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, it was not that hard to deal with. It. You're right. This, this will be like true. nothing to take. You might be overreacting. Well, no, but this time the rat is more cognizant of our abilities. Yeah. Then uh, I like. He's also a rat. That's. True. I think Michael would be a good addition to the team. Perhaps he can sing us a song. That's hey yeah hey yeah. Michael. Yeah, and then um, Michael, we're going to let you pilot the Mexico for now. Yes, slip up, and it's your hand, and the rest of your body being eaten by snakes. And you can get snatched up. Okay. Garrett looks at Michael and goes, but "Michael, if you if you ever feel unsafe, get a spot right here." Pat's his little pouch, but also over his heart. And I put him back in the. My Michael the like wipes away a little bit of a tear, and he's just like, "Thank you, thank you." Pause it. Uh, I see that once Mike, I put Michael Buble back in the hands of the mech suit. Uh, mech suit this time, and no longer snack suit, unfortunately. Uh, I start. Uh, building tents, like little shelters, because I imagine we're setting up a camp. I mean, it's lunchtime. You can if you want. Well, I mean, like, might as well, so we don't have to do it later. Yeah. 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 Is there any uh, water nearby? Uh, You can make a survival check? Investigation check? Investigation. Why not? Investigation. 18. 18. So, you hear, like, not faintly, but not close. It's not, like, readily, like, apparent but you can hear like distantly the burbling of like a creek almost like as it like rushes through the woods and so you can go to that as and you'll find um clean running water yeah i'm gonna do that fantastic so you can go there i'll go with betty i have a water skin fantastic you know who I, else has a water skin <laughs> yeah. uh, i oh, had mine to move i'm like please fill that up for me sure casey Right. Oh! <laughs> I, I'm so confused. What is going on? I'm going to fill your water skin for you as you've requested, Casey. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, of course, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> and I build more of the tent. <laughs> Let's go, Betty. Okay. Okay. 
So we'll follow Betty and uh, and Moochie into the woods real quick, and then we'll come back to the the tent. <laughs> so what happens is y'all are y'all gonna chat about anything as you go get water, or is it just gonna be a very quick little run and get water and on the way back? I mean, Betty's plan is just to like sit in the creek for a while, because you know, for some reason. They just skin conditions to water. It just feels good. It just feels good. So, so I don't know if Mushu has anything to converse about. Then mm-hmm. sure, but very much one-minded at the moment. Mushu just kind of wants to go contemplate okay. by, by himself with his snakes mm-hmm. and Betty. Yeah, sure. same general direction. But it's not like the, <laughs> the same general spot. direction. The way Mushu found uh, what's, what's it called? An opportunity. That's mm. the word. To also step away, seizing the day. Mm. Carpidium. Yes, or whatever they say. Carpidium. <laughs> so y'all are gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let y'all do that. <laughs> and um, that's fantastic. Uh, Great, great, great stories. Um, we'll jump back to the tent building, um, and we'll see what uh, Shetty, Garrett, and uh, Casey are doing. Yeah. All right. Uh, Shetty is going to walk up to Casey and kind of voice low ask, Betty said I abandoned them. What does that mean? Are you asking about the word abandon? Or are you asking what they meant? Because those are two different things. So the word abandon is to leave someone completely alone. Okay, so that is not bad. It can not be bad. And it can also be bad. The reason why I asked if you were meaning what they meant is because that was something bad for them. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but sometimes Betty does not like to be alone. I don't know if I understand how being alone can be bad. Well... Isn't everyone alone? No. Not every time. That is alone. So you were. That doesn't mean that you should be alone. If you prefer to be alone, that's your business. But I personally find most comfort in the company of others. But being alone is how how you are become big. You are alone when you are small, and you you just are alone. And then sometimes you find others, but sometimes you don't. But you are alone. Shari, um, before you were with the uh, wood people, the elves, where, what were you doing? Uh, yes. Were you just? Were, have you been alone since you were very small? 
I was alone in the woods because that is how the Tabasi are. That's how I am. I was alone until I wasn't. Did you like being alone? That was how it was. Yet it was how it was. But you can have feelings about how it was. It was how it was. I was alone. Sometimes I was happy. Sometimes I was not. But does it really matter if no one is there? Yes. It's just me. And that's what makes it mean everything. You are more than just your experiences, Sherry. You are Sherry LeMay LeCroix. I did not have that name until I met the wood people. I did not have words until the lightning. I was alone and me. And I am confused and I do not understand why Betty is angry. Why did you leave the wood? Garrett, who has been like listening to this entire Hello? Garrett's an active listener. <laughs> I just like, I have another shock, like, it just flinch and. Cherie has no reaction. This time, Casey becomes a fucking half book. Cherie <laughs> <laughs> um, says, they sent me away. They said, this was what I needed to do. That there was something I needed to find. And that I would know it when I found it. So I am looking. Would you ever have left on your own? I did not leave with them. I went to them to learn and for help. But... I tried not to go too much because that is not good to need them to help me live. But they taught me how to speak and they gave me words. There are still many words I do not know. Then maybe what they sent you to find is your own voice, your own experience of the world. I've already experienced work. I see new things, but it is still the world. Yes. Maybe they sent you to experience all the things that you have. I still do not understand why being alone makes Betty upset. Some people. Oh. Yeah, so, uh, Casey's. Casey's real quick going to make an inside check on both uh, Shetty and Garrett to basically frame his response around that. Uh, that's going to be a 22 on Shetty and an 18 on Garrett. I think those should work. <laughs> so, what's Shetty's space right now? Shetty genuinely does not understand how being alone can be a bad thing. And genuinely does not know that uh, what abandonment is in its like 
negative connotation. Yeah. And then Garrett. Um, Garrett is wondering how maybe if he didn't see it as abandonment before, he's kind of seeing it now that he may have abandoned his parents and going to look for his biological parents and is sort of finding that as he's finding this found family that maybe his family back home was valid all along. So, uh, Casey taking both of these into account, uh, kind of pulls Cherie slightly to the side and says to Garrett, uh, I'd like to talk to you about everything mm -hmm. after this. Yeah, okay, I'm going to go cry. Please don't do that. Uh, I, I think I should let out my mouth. Okay, you know what? It's go a healthy cry. Go ahead. Shitty. Uh, some people don't like being alone because the ways that it makes them feel. Uh, when you do not feel at home, when you're around people like you, being alone can be worse. <laughs> that was not, in fact, the band. I want to frame this. Mitch reached over to try to grab a Twizzler quietly, and he couldn't. So Shane was like, hold on. <laughs> like, they knew that, that it was going to... That, that the, they knew the quiet way to do it, and then immediately goes quack. Yeah, the number of times I've interrupted this episode to talk about food, <laughs> but so valid. True. Yeah. <laughs> just, just before you go back to Tama, doing it for myself. Uh, Shady says, "I still not understand because." I do not know that people felt this way, but I do not want to make Betty feel like they have to be alone. And I do not like to make them feel like they were sad. Here, I might know a solution. Whenever you go to uh, disappear where you're going off to, let one of us know where you're going, either by message or speaking to us. Just so that we do not have to run around looking for you. Uh, the other day, whenever we were at the, uh, we were at the bar and you went to the doctor's office, all of us were very concerned about you because we couldn't find you. fully understand why you would be worried where I was, but I will from now on try to tell someone when I go. Thank you. And I I just kind of like, I kind of hold my hand up for kind of a handshake or whatever you want to do with it, because I know that you just don't really touch people. <laughs> Cherie? dips her head down so that her forehead touches your palm. I, I just kind of ruffle the fur. <laughs> so sweet. And then uh, walk over to where Garrett is sobbing against the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett. Yeah. Uh, uh, I noticed that you're a little uh, more sullen. I'm trying to phrase this better than saying mean things. I think I've just been avoiding thinking about my parents for a while, and 
I don't know why. I guess it's because I didn't realize until this moment that maybe they feel abandoned, just like how I felt by my own parents, biological So, just for my own clarity, uh, you're feeling that your adoptive parents uh, might feel abandoned by you because you went to search for your uh, biological parents? Correct. Did you let them know you were going to do this? Yeah. And how did they react? Um, supportive, but in hindsight, I mean, I know they want what's best for me, but I don't think I was like, looking at what was best for them. Not sometimes, Garrett, and I like put a hand on yours. And I'm like, sometimes what's best for us might not be best for the entire group. That's can hurt people. But you have to think what the result will be. Do you think that the joy of finding your parents, biological parents, outweighs the pain that you caused your adopted parents? I guess that's what I'm most scared of is that I'm going to get to the end of this. It's going to be disappointing, I guess. Well, isn't that the great mystery of life? Finding out if the goals we strive after are all worth it. All you can really do is stick your heels in and go. You've made this decision, and as far as we know, there's no going back. But you've got a group of people here that will support you to the end, and I want you to know that. And he gives you a hug. Back. Wipes a little bit of his tears. Make, on a, make a strength save. Make a con saving throw for me. Okay. Nineteen. You're good. Garrett's <laughs> hug does not kill you. It's just you. gonna. <laughs> I gotta swing him around in the air a little. Thank you, Garrett. Please put no, me down. Thank you. He puts him down. <sighs> my Google boy comes up and pats you on the back in the snake suit. Thanks, in the mech suit. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Michael. Uh, now, I think that our Christmas special should be about Michael. Being about. I think so too. Only Michael. Ted last episode, season two, and they only focus on Coach Beard. Oh, and I go back to the camp. Only puts a bandage. Yeah. Nope. I'm giving special like care to everybody's like living quarters that I'm setting up, and I even throw a blanket on a tree for Shitty. Oh. We love it. Um, so we do that. Uh, y'all continue chatting uh, as the sun gets lower in the sky. Also, I, I'm i going to work to clean the deer. <laughs> okay. Um, well, roll a survival check for me just before you do that. And then who? And then I'm assuming Betty's going to come back and cook it. Uh, Nat 20. Nat 20. It's, <laughs> it's, the perfect, it's the most perfectly prepared deer you've ever seen. The venison... Immaculate. I, I'm, I'm not cooking it. I'm just cleaning it. Yeah, well, okay. it's not cooked, but the pre-cooked venison. Yeah. Immaculate. Immaculate cuts. Amazing change. This is not the first time I've camped before. I think we should let Betty cook. Uh, very much so, yes. I'm not trained in cooking. Yeah. I know Betty's sitting in the river. Yeah, Betty's over at the river. I was over on the bench. Yeah, I was. I was over on the bench. Yeah, I. That what you just said and what it started. <laughs> so, so in real life, 
I'm constantly playing with the food this episode. The one time in the campaign, there's food stuff to be done. I'm elsewhere. Well, I mean, like, I, it's like new. I just prepared the cuts, and I think it's going to be more for a dinner kind of situation. So I take one of my rations out Yeah. for lunch. How long are you going to be leaving this venison out? I don't know. You can salt it. It's fine. Betty just, like, feels a disturbance in the universe. It's a yeah, well, yeah, and I'm also taking... I'm also going to use my performance of creation to reach into my hat and pull out an entire leather workers uh, set. And I'm going to uh, use that to start tanning the hide. <laughs> Do you have to roll for that? Not for the performance of creation. Well, no, but if the you tanning. To, yeah, for the tanning? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Would that be a survival check or what? (laughs) You put it up. Yeah, it's a nine. It's up there on the wire. (laughs) I think that's how they do it. (laughs) Probably it. There's definitely a problem. Yeah, I think that like he realizes how terrible it is. Starts to laugh. Appears as his elf self for a second. It's like wait, gotta gotta keep that down. So just. Michael Bublé over here in the back goes. Couldn't you just take off the brooch? And then you could be happy. <laughs> I'm keeping my promise. <laughs> the mech suit. He, he just like closes his eyes for a second and then he just puts a thumbs up on the mech suit. <laughs> I, I love that Michael Bublé is now using the mech suit for all physical gestures. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I'm keeping my promise and like I have like direct eyes on him. Like just kind of a. A, a glare. He presses a button inside the mech, and then inside the mech suit, and the visor shuts. <laughs> um, but uh, so as the sun gets lower in the sky, the evening, the evening kind of gloom comes in. You hear crickets start to go about. Sorry. Um, there's just a nice little like. It's just it feels nice. The fire's crackling. There's a cool breeze blowing through. Um, it smells like there might be rain in the forecast for tomorrow. Um, yeah, because I, you you can smell the forecast, baby. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're from the south. Can we smell oh, yeah. the rock? I smell yeah. rain coming. <laughs> yeah, um, but... Uh, Betty cooks the venison, I'm assuming? Sure. Yeah, yeah awesome. I, I I'm not even going to make you roll for that because you trained as a chef, so I'm going to make it... Well, um, I mean, there is a chef's tool. Oh, never mind. I roll have, for it. I have them and I have proficiency with them. Roll it, then. Yeah, but I that, that's an advantage, I think. Yeah. yeah. Eighteen. Love it. It'd be probably plus your wisdom plus, plus your proficiency. Yeah. Plus wisdom. That's already over twenty. Yeah, you're yeah. good. It's it's beautiful. It's a fantastic one. Delicious. Chef's kiss. Have you just been contemplating by the river and with these snakes the whole time? I have you. Have you? I imagine. I mean, so. Betty got got up and ran. Yeah, Betty got up and ran. There was something off. Motion figure, if it was important, somebody would have messaged him. No, like, I, I eventually am like, it's been like three hours, I gotta find him. <laughs> so you can go and find Mushu. Yeah, this is like back in the afternoon, just like, mm-hmm. uh, Mushu, the camp set up if you'd like to do this in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well. I'm, I'm feeling sorry. some homoerotic montages here. I'm sorry. I, I, you're supposed to be a what kind of bard? M- mommy, sorry. Mommy, mommy, sorry. Mommy, sorry. <laughs> a horny bard. Oh. Not like that. <laughs> I didn't realize we had one of those. <laughs> yes, well, I suppose I can come back. Has the food been prepared for your attention? Uh, 
Well, at this point, has it? Uh, Probably. Yeah, yeah, it's in the process. But he's currently cooking. Don't rush. Don't rush for chef. <laughs> Don't rush perfection. Wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and that's how Mushu got back to the camp. Yeah. Mushu's back at the camp. Mushu just walks back. But should I swim back? My snake should carry me back. Yeah. <laughs> just you like, on the ground. <laughs> the ground. Snake surfing. Woo! Okay. Um, After we eat, uh, Cherie is going to kind of try and pull Benny aside. Okay. And then once they're kind of slightly away from everyone else, Cherie is going to say, I'm sorry that I made you upset. I did not know that being alone was bad. And I did not mean to make you feel bad. I will make sure that someone knows where I am in the future. And I'm sorry that you don't feel that because of me. Okay. Pretty comprehensive apology. Good job. It was a solid, <laughs> solid apology. Really Ten out of ten. I give you inspiration for apologies. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Then so he doesn't actually know what we means. They're saying to be H E. Figure that it will mean something to you. Do you know what that means? No. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's any like going fake French. It's not even going French. I speak French. Fake French. French. <laughs> she doesn't even know what French <laughs> is. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so the sun is setting. Crickets. The fireflies come out, and they're all lit up. Um, and, um, y'all head to bed, I guess. Good night. In a tree. In a tree. With a blanket now. Fantastic. Yeah. And, and um, I've also, like, somehow fashioned the blanket to be, like, tied onto the tree so you don't fall out. Nice. <laughs> nice. 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 Into the woods, just far from everybody else, and I play on my violin. He plays Edelweiss on the violin. The world's tiniest violin. I don't know it's Edelweiss, but I play it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so y'all all go to sleep, and you get uh, a long rest. I don't know if that matters at this point because everybody's not really done anything. But um, the next morning uh, that you all wake up, I'm assuming Casey wakes up first. Because not this time. Not this time. Okay, who's gonna wake up first? I'm gonna roll a. Not I'm gonna roll. You rolled six whenever there's like four possibilities. <laughs> oh wait, yes, that's true. Never mind. So that's a two. Um, Just have Betty wake up first. Betty wakes up first. Fantastic, great. So Betty wakes up first, and once when Betty wakes up, what she sees is the tip of a spear in her face. And as you as you flick your eyes around to the rest of the camp, you see spears pointed at everybody. Do I see anyone holding the spears? Well, yes. There's <laughs> like knights. There's knights <laughs> holding the spears. What about in the tree? Did they see me in the tree? That's There's an archer point. pointed at you. That's for episode six. six. Wow. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Yes. Um, thank you guys so much for watching Delinquents and Dragons episode 5. It's exciting. 
and super fun. And I hope that the uh, mic is much better and everything's going really well. Um, but thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you catch us on the rest of our social media. Check us out on Twitter at DelinkInDrags, D-E-L-I-N-Q-N-D-R-A-G-S. Go follow us on TikTok at Delinquents and Dragons. And be sure to check us out on Instagram at Delinquents and Dragons. Oh. <laughs> Underscores between every word. Yeah. Woohoo, and check us out on Spotify as well, where we post the full episodes. As well as uh, we we don't have loud annoying beeps every time one of us. Yeah, I'm sure they sound exactly. Beep. They actually do. Oh yeah. Uh, if you're on KTX, you're hearing fuck. <laughs> but if you're on Spotify. Spotify or Google Podcast, you just heard fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Talk. Titties. <laughs> Titties. Oh yeah. Uh, join us in two weeks for the next episode and probably wonderful day. Uh, also, it's episode seven next. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. We'll fix it in post. <laughs>